The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, I.J. Salveson. It's a Full Court Press here on a Monday. And we're still trying to pick up the pieces to what happened to the Utah State Aggies on Saturday night in uh, in Boise. Uh, and we'll get more from Coach Smith here a little bit here on the Full Court Press. We'll hear from him. He had a press conference this afternoon. Ajay, they're getting the audio. I'd love to get your thoughts about what happened, uh, your reactions to how that game unfolded. 435-339-0321. You can text in. Um, baffling. Never seen anything like that before in my life. A, a team with an 18-point lead completely collapse. Not score any field goals over the last four minutes plus. All their points are at the free throw line. All Utah State needed was one more free throw or one less turnover or one more rebound or one defensive stop, just any one of those things, and they would have won the game. Would have been coming out of there like, oh my gosh, we'd let that one get away, but we still come home with a win. Instead, Boise State steals the momentum. It continues into the overtime, and Utah State is losers of four of their last five games. Baffling. Baffling what happened with Utah State. Saturday night at Boise. Got a few texts that have come in. This one from 5763. I could not believe my eyes when I saw the final score. I turned the game off when we were up by 16 with less than four minutes left. This has to be one of the most colossal breakdowns of all time. So, so sad. Sadly, I did not turn off my TV, and I did see the whole thing unfold. I wish I could have. Uh, This one coming in from 5180. One, if all that matters is winning the Mountain West tourney, do we spend the interim developing the bench? Question mark. Very good question. Number two, Miller's new role. Number three, Keta takes pressure off Merrill. Without Keta, it's all on Merrill. Defenses are learning to shut Merrill down since no one steps up. Hard, hard loss. Very good questions. 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in. Your reactions and uh, what what happens next for Utah State going here on out for the rest of this uh, season? I I agree that the Mountain West tournament is all that matters now, and from here until then, it, it's a soul searching find what's going to work with this team. So you're hitting the right on the right notes with the right momentum going into the tournament. Because right now, it doesn't matter. You're not going to the NCAA tournament. You're probably not even going to the NIT at this point. Maybe they will. I mean, there's still a lot, some basketball that we played between now and the end of the regular season. But it doesn't look great for Utah State. And if it's not going to happen at this point, then why not try to develop that... Um, that the bench, your younger players, and uh, what what you're going to look like, because at this point, all that matters is those three nights, those three games in March. Utah State's only opportunity now 
to get into the NCAA tournaments, I believe, even if they win out the rest of the way, that would mean a premier win on the road at San Diego State, which is a nice feather in the cap, but I don't think it would be enough to uh, necessarily be an, an automatic qualifier or an at-large bid. Um, it, yes, it would help, but they'll look back and say, what happened in January to this team when they lost four out of five games all clumped together? So uh, it, it is it is a little baffling. 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in and share your thoughts about uh, what happened in that game up in Boise. Uh, there have been a lot of crazy finishes in Boise over the years. Controversial calls, uh, last-second shots, and uh, games that go down to the wire that are a little unexpected. And this one was uh, certainly no different in the way that it, it played out. And just like one of the people that texted in, there are a lot of people who left that arena uh, because they thought that it was the game was over. And it had been decided. Boise State's down by 18 points, whatever. And it doesn't look like anything's going to happen. Then uh, they listen in on their way home and, Oh, okay. Boise State's making an effort. That's great, but that's too big of a hill, too too deep of a hole to dig out of to get out of. But Utah State kept gifting them opportunities. Lack of defense on the three point line, too many turnovers, inability to get a, a field goal. Period. And this team is searching for answers again. After the UNLV loss, thought, oh my word, this team, never seen them really play like that. This Craig Smith team doesn't, they don't play like that. What happened to Gata? Then they turn around and they play San Diego State tough at home. Okay, it was a more competitive game, more Utah State style. San Diego State, just a better team. I think we could all live with that. But then they go to Air Force, and instead of making a progression from one game to the next, they take some steps back. And they just didn't look good in that second half and allowed Air Force to hit three-point shots and had wide-open dunks. Then Utah State gets a little bit of time. They play well against Nevada. Maybe things are starting to get figured out. They go to Boise. They build this nice, comfortable lead. But Namiya Shketa fouls out. And Boise State... Starts to chip away at it. And then it just starts to compound. And we all know the rest from there. And we've said this before, and I think Saturday night illustrated this again. Sam Merrill may be the best player in a Utah State Aggie uniform, but Namiya Shketa means more to the team. If Namiya Shketa is in the game, does Boise State have the same ability to do what they did in the second half? Are, are people playing their natural positions better and have better uh, defense and not allow those opportunities that uh, they were able to take advantage of? Boy, lots of questions after that game on Saturday night. And 
We intend to, uh, we anticipate we'll be able to hear from Coach Craig Smith here in the next little bit. Uh, Ajay's up there. He was meeting with the media this afternoon. He will send that audio to to us, and we'll share that as soon as we get it. A um, couple other things just uh, to get through. Um, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to, to move off of that because it was such a collapse. Um, still searching for answers there. Is it, uh, is it a confidence thing? Is it a, is it a grit, heart and soul? I don't know. Was it coaching? I think that there were some coaching things that the Craig Smith got out coached by Leon Rice. The way Leon Rice used his timeouts to keep his guys dialed in, keep their emotions in check, to make sure they had the right plays drawn up at the right times, it worked. And uh, it looked like Craig Smith was, not to say he wasn't trying, but it just it wasn't wasn't working enough. Uh, and so, yeah, tough loss for Utah State. And the criticisms that we share, it's not to attack anyone specifically. We want to be careful to make sure we make that clear. But, boy, there's just something different about this team right now. It's the last two and a half weeks. This doesn't seem to be the same type of Craig Smith-led team as we were used to a year ago, and even parts in the earlier part of the year when they had a tough non-conference schedule, games on neutral courts against SEC teams. So, still strange what's going on. I get it. Injuries are part of it. Guys aren't all the way, all the way healthy. But this team had a lot of extra time last week. Only had the one game. We're able to bus up to Boise, get healthy, don't have to worry about airports and security check lines and baggage claims and all that. But um, it was going well. And it was going well for USU. Six minutes to go, they have a 19-point lead. Five seconds to go, they have a three a five-point lead. I can't wait to hear what Craig Smith has to say about what happened. In Boise. Uh, by the way, our full court press pick six. The six things we thought might happen over the past weekend. It's a way to recap what happened over the weekend. Um, a couple of different things. We'll go through that. Uh, Mason Foslov has had a tremendous season so far for uh, the Skyview Bobcats. He is high in several different important categories statistically in 4A classification uh, and having an outstanding season once again. Uh, had the, we set the line at how many points would he score against Ridgeline on Friday? We set it at 24.5. He didn't hit that. He had 19 points uh, in that game against Ridgeline. Skyview still got the win. Uh, turnovers for Utah State at Boise State. Um, we set the line at to 12.5. I, I took the under. I thought they'd with the time off, they'd be a little bit more sharp. They'd be more dialed in. Ajay took the over. Turns out Ajay was correct. They had 18 turnovers on the road at Boise State on Saturday. Uh, that was a big part of it, especially down the stretch. Uh, there was a traveling call, uh, the, the bad inbounds pass, just uh, several different things that just went a step out of bounds, things that just weren't quite focused enough for Utah State. Just one less of those, and they win. 
uh, combined turnovers in the NFC and AFC championships. Interestingly enough, there were no turnovers at all in the AFC championship game between Kansas City and Tennessee, but there were three between the Packers and the Niners. So the line was two and a half, and uh, the total was actually three. Uh, we both took the over on that one. Uh, the other thing with Utah State, we were looking at the bench points. I thought that the the play of the bench uh, was was big against Nevada, was really big uh, against Nevada, and I felt like it needed to be a big part of the game for Utah State and will need to continue to be a, a big part of USU for their success moving forward. So we set the line at 20 and a half. It's very aggressive, but they had done more than that in a couple of games earlier in the year. They only had nine bench points against Boise State. Boise State, their bench outscored Utah State 22 to nine. A big. Um, Utah State uh, did well rebounding the ball, they did well sharing the ball. Um, but they had the 18 turnovers and this, the, the, the lack of uh, ability to get a secure bucket in the closing minutes in clutch time was a problem. And it's been a problem before, um, outside of Utah state, the other things that happened in the mountain West, a game that we were watching was UNLV at New Mexico, the rebels really hitting their stride right now. Uh, they're doing very well in the Mountain West so far. We know what they did to Utah State, uh, but uh, they've been they've been playing really good basketball lately, and uh, they're right there behind uh, San Diego State at the top. And uh, this is a team that went on the road. Uh, excuse me, no, this game was in Las Vegas, but they're playing New Mexico, a team that was playing really good earlier, but they've had some issues with their personnel, guys getting kicked off the team, guys with uh, personal problems. And so they've had a bit of a... Um, a, a roster shakeup with the Lobos, but UNLV playing really good basketball and they pulled away uh, and they beat New Mexico 99 to 78. Just really took care of business. Uh, we set the line at uh, five and a half. Thought it'd be a lot closer game than that, but uh, it was UNLV by 21. Uh, the other games in the Mountain West over the weekend Colorado State over Air Force by 13. Utah State will face both of those two teams this week. Uh, Fresno State beating Wyoming 65 to 50. Wyoming is just a hot mess. They're just all, they're just really not good at all. Uh, and then San Diego State beat Nevada in an earlier game 68 to 55. And if anything, uh, can UNLV be the team? Can New Mexico be a team to knock off San Diego State to give them a, a loss? Can Utah State get things together enough for when they go to San Diego to make it interesting? At this point, I don't know. I don't think so. I think San Diego State's got a clear path right now. I just don't really see anybody else in the Mountain West that's going to knock them down. A lot can change. You go on the road, crazy things can happen. I mean, San Jose had them to the wire, and San Diego State needed a last-second shot to beat them. But, um, yeah, I just don't see that anybody in the Mountain West is going to be there. UNLV, if they can continue the way that they're playing, maybe. Uh, maybe they can make it interesting, make a game of it. Maybe if New Mexico gets some things figured out with their squad, with their uh, uh, secondary players filling more important roles now after 
Players have been dismissed and suspended. But UNLV is 6-1. and one, And then Nevada and New Mexico and Colorado State, all 4-3 and three in conference play. Uh, Boise State is 4-4. Four and four. Utah State, 3-4 and four now, along with Air Force. Fresno and San Jose are 2-5. and five. And Wyoming, a paltry 0-8. So it's baffling, to say the least, uh, what's going on with Utah State and where they are at this point of the season, where we thought they'd be at this point of the season. Uh, so it looks like uh, we do have the audio now. Um, Coach Craig Smith met with the, with the media earlier today and uh, to try to understand what happened to the Aggies in Boise and also to preview Air Force. This is a team that uh, really pulled away in the second half. Utah State, another situation, Utah State had control of the game at, in Colorado Springs at the Air Force Academy in the first half. Uh, we're playing good basketball. And then Air Force closed the half on like a what eight or nine point run to get it close. Utah State goes into the halftime with like a three or four point lead. And okay, they made that nice little run, but Utah State, we expect, will come out in the second half with their adjustments and take care of business. It didn't happen. Air Force continued what they started going into the half, and they never relented. And Utah State just looked way out of sorts. So they have to have that on their minds with what happened last time they played Air Force along with what just happened at Boise State. Craig Smith met with the media just this afternoon, just got the audio. Here's what he had to say. This is pure, unadulterated, haven't edited this at all. Here's what Craig Smith had to say about what happened in Boise and what we know previewing the game tomorrow against Air Force. You guys all right? Aj, you okay? You all right, Coach? I'm good. I mean, okay. uh, you, yeah, we can still have a conversation. But, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be all right. Like, it's been a long few days, but, um, but like, yeah. you know what? Like, you sit there and you think about all that, and it's like, listen, you know what I mean? We're gonna get through this thing. It's not like we're gonna figure it out. Well, I guess that's the first question: is uh, reaction after the Boise State game? What did you tell the kids in the locker room? First of all, I always thought Al had the first question. I know, it's actually... Oh, okay, you guys talked about I'm glad we're changing it up. No, no, we need to change it up. we need to change the mojo a little bit. I feel bad. He's having a conversation with me. What do you say? There's not much you can say. You know, I mean, it was very difficult. Certainly, we didn't finish the game as a team, and that's a collective effort. That's that's coaches, that's players, that's that's everybody, and at the end of the day, that's on me. And um, but there's got to be accountability to all of that, and it's uh, incredibly disappointing. It was a very, very long um, bus ride home, and it's been a long couple of days without a doubt. And so we've had we've hit a rough, rough patch, you know, in 2020, and and um, you know when things are going really good, it's easy to to be all this and that and talk about your character and your integrity and all those kind of things and in these kind of issues you really find out you know where it's at and there's a lot of sports is uh, in college athletics and I think sports in general teach you a lot about life and and it's real world you know kind of stuff and you, there's so many things that um, uh, you can compare it to but at the end of the day we just got to keep grinding and getting better and we use a lot of boxing analogies in, in, in the regular season for Mountain West play. It's an 18-round fight. And there's 18 games, and, and we're not even halfway through yet. So there's a lot of season out there. There's a lot of, um, a lot of things. We have time to keep getting better. And, and I thought the last two days we clearly have gotten better. We had a very spirited practice today. And, and so 
um, it's one of those. It's a fine line of, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta learn from it, but at the same time, you gotta be able to get over that stuff and move on to the next, the next thing, and that's getting better on a day-to-day basis. You worry about minds more than physical of that. Yeah, physically, like I mean, for all intents and purposes, we uh, you could see it the other night. We I thought we looked really good. I thought we moved very well. I thought we were tenacious. That we were flying around, we were first to the ball for 37 minutes. Um, uh, so mentally, yeah, that's where you you know where you at that way, and that's a that's a thing you talk, that's some things that you talk about. And you got to look internally, and and just keep everybody together. And that's um, fortunately for us, I feel good about that. You know, I thought we, like I said, I thought our mindset was very good on a quick turnaround yesterday in practice, on Sunday in practice, and then today uh, I thought we had a, another good practice. So. Uh, we just got to keep focusing on the process and, and keep getting better, and we got to finish. We got to be able to finish plays offensively. Got to finish plays defensively. Got to finish, you know, four-minute increments. You got to finish the half. You got to finish the game, and um, and certainly at the end of the day, we didn't finish the game the other night. We've well, had the, the ends of first halves have kind of done a little bit. Of well, it's another, we, you know, so it's kind of like the, the, yeah. The other, the other night they went out, they outscored us by five in the last uh, roughly three and a half minutes, and then they outscored us by I don't remember six or seven at the first five minutes to start the half. So uh, finishing has got to be the name of the game. And you got a team coming in now that had a, had a good start. Yeah, the 16 minutes. Yeah, yeah, first 16 and a half, 17 minutes. Uh, we're up 12, and and then and that's where we just got to get more consistency, right? And and all the way around. But I do feel like, as crazy as it sounds, I feel like we're a, a different team than we were two weeks ago. And um, they're a veteran team, and they had been playing very well. And now they, you know, just suffered a home loss the other night. But they're a veteran team. They're a very disciplined team. Um, they put a lot of pressure on you. They're one of the most difficult teams to prepare for because their style of play is very unique. The good thing for us is we just played them two weeks right. ago. Uh, and I think that helps in terms of preparation. Certainly we got to do a better job. They just manhandled us. Um, in the paint, you know, Swan went nuts. Uh, Lavelle Scotty's a very good player. Sid Tomes is a senior, had a, had a great game. And we didn't finish some of those defensive possessions where, um, you know, they make threes right at the shot clock. Two, one, I think they made three threes uh, in that uh, if at least three that I can think of in that time frame. So, uh, so we got to be prepared for their stuff. You know, their their bigs can really shoot. Their guards can post. So it's a little bit inverted that way. You got to be very disciplined with their their um, their actions in what they do. And you're not going to memorize the Princeton offense. So you got to understand concepts and what they're trying to do. And we got to guard that a certain way. And we just had way way too many breakdowns in that game defensively. And then the, the fans got into it. I think that was their biggest crowds in 2013. And then it just kind of snowballed. And we got to avoid the snowball effect. And the rebounds were the huge. Yeah, they uh, punished. And they got some second chances and third chances a lot. Of yeah, they punished us in the paint with some of that stuff for sure. And, 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 and some of it was off a of post-touch and some of it was a dribble drive. And then they get into it. The, and then the other part of it, when you're not making a shot, your rebounding numbers generally go higher. And some of that was based on them. And then we just missed some as well, so and settled. So, got to do a better job and and uh, and be in an attack mode. And I thought we did that for 17 minutes, and then we just kind of got sloppy in in a lot of different ways. Coach, would you, from a coaching standpoint, would you have done anything different in that final four and a half minutes or so of the Boise State game, substitution wise? I mean, Brown Brito was rattled. Would you have done anything different? 
I mean, yeah, hindsight, it's easy to sit there and be a skeptic and be a fan, and I get all that. And, yeah, certainly there's some things I, um, I wish we would have did differently and um, to help our guys out and put them in a better position. And, like I said, that, that falls back on me. And uh, at the same time, I trust our guys and should have made a quicker switch maybe with that. I said, I think, on the postgame radio with, with Diogo. And Diogo was in that position a lot throughout the last year and a half. And we trust our guys to make good decisions and to make plays. But at the end of the day, uh, I got to put those guys in a better position that way. And uh, we made our free throws down the stretch, went nine for 10, missed some wide open shots, obviously had some costly turnovers. Um, uh, but, you know, every game, win or lose, I'm always, how can, I, how can we as a coaching staff and me as the head coach put our guys in the best position to succeed? And win or lose, I'm always thinking of that. And when we lose, certainly, I'll, it's it's my responsibility. That's my job is to put our guys in the best position to succeed. And if we win by five, no one says anything. You know what I mean? We're a five with eight, and, and then it's it's or, or very little is said, right? And but we did. I mean, we didn't finish the game, and so at the end of the day, that is my job and that's my responsibility, and I got to do better. What's with with Barstow? He's played a few minutes and then he's come out. What do you want to see out of him more to get more minutes in the game? Yeah, Sean's done a great job. Sean's a very good player. And I just got we got to get him in there, you know. And he played um, Nevada. I thought he had a really good 23 minutes for us. And um, in the Boise game, he played pretty well, you know, in the first half. And then we just had such a great run. And you know, you go up 19, and we were that la- that from the what the 12 minute mark to the three minute mark. I thought we were really really good. And so, uh, and that's a tough place to win. Only one team has gone in there to win. So you just trust your, you know, your veteran guys. It's nothing Sean has done. But, uh, but we got to get it. He's just too talented a guy and has really come a long way um, in so many respects. And so um, I would expect him to get certainly more minutes tomorrow. You, you really need some bench help in a lot of these games that you yeah. haven't been getting as much. Like you always last year, always seem to get that in every single game, and it's been a little inconsistent. It has been inconsistent, and you know, I've thought a lot about that, certainly. And, and certainly um, the first half of the year, we played a lot of guys last year. Uh, as the season went on, we were basically playing seven guys and in, in, in a little bit of number eight. Um, and that's what uh, I just trust our veterans. But at the same time, they got to produce. And we do need to get more production um, out of our bench because that's certainly been lacking. But, you know, we need more production out of our starters too. <laughs> I mean, like, you can go right down the, down the line. But certainly um, depth has always been a, a big uh, a staple of our teams. And being able to go to to however we want to label it, but being able to go to, you know, number, number, I don't want to say number seven, but just whether you're a starter or you're coming off the bench, we look at it as the same. It doesn't matter. You all have a role and you got to produce. And, and certainly we need more production up and down the lineup. But I know this is crazy to say, seeing great, I feel like we've made great strides in, in a lot of respects the last two weeks, and we just got to keep climbing the ladder. Anything else? Thanks for your time, Coach. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, all right, there's Craig Smith, unedited, unadulterated, everything he had to say in reactions to what happened in Boise and really kind of also what happened at Air Force last time they faced them. And that's their, their next opponent on the schedule to play them tomorrow. Uh, it's another late game, a little bit later tip-off tomorrow night it's on a Tuesday. Utah State actually has two home games this week, Air Force on Tuesday Colorado State on Saturday. Both of them a little bit later tip-offs, but um, 
interesting to see hear what what uh, Craig Smith had to say there. Would love to get your reactions to that. What did you think about what Craig Smith just said? 435-339-0321. 435-339-0321. Take a quick step aside, come back with more reactions to what uh, Craig Smith had to say about the game in Boise and preparing for Air Force. It's next here on the Full Court Press. I'm a sucker for you. This is the Dan Patrick Show. We bring in Anthony Davis. I know you went to Michael Jordan's basketball camp. Have you had a conversation with Michael being a Bulls fan growing up? Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't raise my hand. You know, you don't want to be the first guy to raise his <laughs> hand and ask a question. So I well, didn't. wait a minute. Well, Anthony, what would you have asked Michael Jordan? I, honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> Dan Patrick. And here they are. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. I'm Larry Gelwicks, the getaway guru for Columbus travel. Run away to the sunny beaches of Hawaii. White sand beaches, blue ocean waters, and the spirit of aloha make Hawaii the perfect vacation getaway. And now you can get away to Hawaii with Columbus travel and Delta vacations. For the best travel deals on the planet, call Columbus travel. 800-373-3328 or online at columbusvacations.com. Thanks, Columbus. Essie Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. Couples throughout the state buy their rings from Essie Needham Jewelers because of our low prices, extensive ring selection, and extraordinary benefits and services with financing available. Go to EssieNeedham.com to learn more. We have many unique and beautiful engagement rings starting at $500. You'll find affordable engagement rings with our integrity price guarantee. This is why we are where Utah gets engaged. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block. At the sign of the clock. Is your CPAP mask old and nasty? Is it held together by duct tape? You'd be surprised how many are. CPAP masks are designed to be changed out and updated to accommodate your needs once every three to four months. And most insurance companies will cover your resupply costs. CPAP masks are always improving, and Alpine can provide you with the most comfortable and innovative masks in the industry. So call or come in today for a one-on-one appointment with us, and we'll set up your customized resupply program. Meet AltaBank. The name is new, but the dedication to customers is a century old. With the same friendly people and legendary service, the only thing they could improve was the name. Learn more at AltaBank.com. Member FDIC. They came from every corner of the country, from small towns and big cities. But they all shared one thing in common. They belonged to a family called Marines. A tough and determined few dedicated to protecting everything we hold sacred. And still, they come. Celebrate the history of those proud few who have earned the title Marine. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson here with you. Ajay Salveson on his way back. You heard him in the middle of that uh, press conference today with Coach Craig Smith asking some of the questions. Um, 
what did you think about what Craig Smith had to say there? A um, couple different things to take away. He feels like his team is making progress and that they're a different team than they were two weeks ago. Feels like they're heading in the right direction. Okay. That's, I hope that's true, but they've lost four of their last five games. They did have a nice lead. They were very. They had a comfortable lead late in the game, and if they win that, it's two games in a row. They looked very good and some nice double-digit leads. And it's safe to say, yeah, they're they are in a better place. Um, still, a lot of season to be played. Uh, the other thing that was interesting, he said, physically, they moved the ball well. They moved around. Great, they were tenacious for 37 minutes. But this is what has me concerned. He says, mentally, we need to look internally and keep everybody together. Uh, seems to indicate that some shaken confidence, which, God, man, I believe that. That <laughs> makes sense. You just lost four of your last five games. You had an 18-point lead, and you lost. You got blown out on the road at UNLV and at Air Force. Yeah, you would suspect the confidence would be a little shaky right now. So some of those losses you can maybe chalk up to physically they just weren't there. They just uh, guys were out there trying to make things happen, but physically just were limited. Uh, but now it's it's less of a physical thing to be concerned about and more of a mental thing to be looking at. And uh, from what I understand, it was a long practice today, a lot of time in the in the film room. This team is kind of do some soul-searching right now. Uh, another thing that he said that I think stood out to me, he says, uh, we settled and we need to be more in attack mode. You could see that the last four minutes. They were just trying to, to uh, milk the clock. And then they were settling for some outside shots, not good looks. And then things started to get tense up because Boise was making their shots, crowd was into it. And they were making a comeback. They just were never able to to stop that, blunt that from taking over. Um, I thought it was interesting, too, to hear what he had to say about his bench and maybe rotating different guys in. Uh, he's seems like he's pleased with the play of Sean Bairstow that expects to, we expect to see him probably get more minutes tomorrow against Air Force. Here's a young player that... Um, has some upside that they want to use more and take advantage of. Uh, there are concerns about the bench not having enough consistent productivity. And like you said, there's there's concern with the starters as well. So certainly there's one or two names that jump out to me there, but it, it kind of rounds out to a lot of different people, consistency being a problem. Uh, Ajay, just... Just got back from the press conference. You know, when they say an interview starts at 4.30, like they, so practice ended like at 4.30, 4, so we're thinking, heck yeah, you know, right on time. Well, coach wants to stick around and watch all the conditioning going on. So they watched the conditioning, and then, um, you know, coach came in for his presser, and then after he, uh, he talked to us for a few minutes about some things. I, uh, I'll keep that conversation off the air. Uh, those, those are, that will be a private conversation. Uh, but, uh, um, 
when I walked in, like that was a very spirited practice they were having. It wasn't close for the like for the first time in a long time. It wasn't close. So you know we were able to see a little bit what's going on. A lot of energy, a lot of energy. Uh, and and when coach came in, he was extremely cool, calm, and collective. Um, he he and he and <laughs> you know it was a, a, a lot of the theme of the uh, of the presser was it's all hindsight, right? Like you see things in live action and you think one thing, and then you see things on film and you think a totally different thing on certain things and and what happened in the last four minutes and. I mean, so on and so forth. So, uh, um, you, there could be some changes. Which I, I you know what, I, I can appreciate that to some degree. Sure, but at the same time, like, I know, shouldn't you be like upset? Yeah, like, yeah. L- let's take a minute. Let's evaluate how we collapsed. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, we're getting better. We had a good practice. We're moving forward. I understand that, but this is a team that has just lost four of their last five games. Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> you know what's interesting is if anybody, <laughs> uh, if we all, I don't know, if they win by five, even if they blow an 18-point lead, but they win by five in overtime, it's a totally different tune. I, I don't think it's what we have. And I know, like, look, I mean, I, and Coach said anyways, he's like, look, I'm still – I'm still pissed right now. I'm not like I'm not really happy, but at the same time, you know he he had like like this this longer outlook on life, and he he's kind of told us like, hey, we're gonna be okay. I don't know if you have you played the audio yet. Did you play the audio? Yeah. So when he walked in, he saw me. Went. I don't know what it was about me, like my body motion or emotion or whatever. But he's like, he put his hand on my shoulder and he goes, "Are you okay?" <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm. Uh, are you okay, Coach? I'm good." And he kind of just gave me like this, like Doctor Phil outlook on you know things. Like we're gonna be okay. Um, don't worry about it. We're, we're we're gonna be all right. Everything's okay. We're okay. And um, and I know it's it's tough to understand right now after they blew an eighteen point lead in just unbelievable fashion. But uh, um, you know after you watch him practice, and then I, I was talking to Coach PD Eric Peterson. You know he came in for just a bit. And we and he and he just he came in. He boldly said, "Look." Air Force has no idea what's coming at him tomorrow night. And then he walked out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope that's true. So, look, I, I mean, and, and look, I get it. I mean, someone just, uh, an individual just called me because I was on my way back because he was listening to your, your comments and, you know, and, and he knew that I was going to the presser. So he called me and said, what did Coach Smith say? I said, he, he says everything's going to be all right. And he goes, well, then what happened? You know, and, and so I get it. I, it I get it. Like, the Aggie fan base is upset. In fact, I was talking to another individual there, and he was talking about how just, I mean, brutal social media was after the game. And he's like, man, they were grilling this player and this player, and they're cooking this player. And I said, wait, hold on. you got to understand it from their perspective. They're Aggie fans. They have a right to tweet whatever they want about whatever is going on. And if we blow an 18-point lead – with four minutes and change left in the Man, game. you better expect there's going to be some heat. You're going to get it. And he said, yeah, I understand. And I said, the other side is yes. Like, yeah, as a player, like, come on, man. I'm 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old. Like, give me a break. But you then need to get off social media and stay off of it. If that's like, if that's what you're seeing, delete your account, suspend it, whatever you got to do, man. Change, have your girlfriend change your password so you can't get on. <laughs> and just stay off it. In fact, Coach Smith said after, he said, I haven't seen social media. 
like I hadn't even taken a look at it, and I said that's probably a good idea. That's probably coach. a good thing. But you know, but at the same time, the Aggie fan base is upset, and they want answers. And I think this press conference doesn't give you answers. I think what gives you answers is smoking Air Force tomorrow, beating a Colorado State that team that's actually starting to improve right now, and getting two wins out. If you can get this one, Colorado State, and then at Wyoming next week. That's three in a row. You're in the top half of the league going into San Diego State next Saturday night for uh, another showdown with the Aztecs. But, I mean, first you got to take care of a 9 p.m. game versus a team that mopped you on their court at Clune Arena just two weeks ago. Um, and we'll have her in the know tomorrow about uh, about Air Force. They're, they're a tricky team. And, look, that was a lively, lively fan base at Clune Arena a couple weeks ago. Um, that's their biggest crowd since 13. Coach Smith is asking, not begging, but he's just asking, we need that same atmosphere tomorrow to give back to Air Force because this team needs your support. So that's that's from you know that's from Coach Smith, but that's me asking you as well. So makes sense. But I agree with you. I, I don't think that um, what we heard today gave us a lot of answers. No, I don't think we got any answers. And I tried to. I, I but think that, there's only so much he's going to give you. Right. I, I think it was a more of a philosophical. Let's move forward keep our eyes pointed in the right direction kind of a thing, which which I get. But nobody really wanted to move forward. Which I me, get. Me and a couple other individuals that were there, Al included. You just lost four of your last five. Yeah. You, you just collapsed on the road after a big double-digit lead. Yeah. You need answers by wins. That's that's how, from the community's perspective, that's how you'll get answers. That's how, that's that's how they'll fair get enough. the answer. And which is absolutely understandable, and I totally agree. All right, we're a little overdue. We'll have more reactions to the Craig Smith comments. We'll also look at Utah Jazz. They're in action tonight against the Pacers. We'll preview that coming up here on the Full Court Press. This is Dan at the Sports Academy. Experience the Sports Academy difference this new year in our new remodeled locker rooms. Try our new indoor cycling room with brand new bikes. Looking for the best group fitness classes? Choose from over 100 weekly classes including high fitness, Zumba, and yoga. Come and check out the expanded weight room with the new 6,000 square foot functional training room. Start the new year at the newly renovated Sports Academy. Your club, your results, your life. Winter is no match for the all-new Victory Golf Works indoor virtual golf facility. Come in and sharpen your skills and improve your golf swing no matter how cold it is outside. Their TrackMan HD simulators are the most accurate available and allow you to play top courses, practice with reliable feedback, or play fun games with friends. Receive personal golf instruction and club fittings from PGA professional Tom Davidson. Victory Golf Works, now open in Logan, 1077 West, 130 South, Monday through Saturday, 10 till 8, Sunday by appointment. Visit VictoryGolfWorks.com. This is your Mountain West Basketball Update with Nate Kreckman. Boise State down 19 in the second half, but they come back to beat Utah State in overtime Saturday. How did it happen? Here's the voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler. Dennis brings it up. Seven seconds, six seconds. He'll go for three and get it. Ray J. Dennis, the man of the hour and the steal. Jessa puts it in with two seconds left, and we're tied at 75. Unbelievable. We are tied 
Dennis hit a three. Jessup stole the inbound. And with 1.1 seconds left, this thing is even at 75. Audio courtesy of Learfield IMG College. Crazy finish to regulation. Boise State would win it in OT 88-83. Derek Alston and Ray J. Dennis, 19 points apiece. The hottest team in the Mountain West that's not San Diego State, that's Colorado State, now winners of four in a row. And Air Force into the fourth court, they throw it away. Rams have a three-on-two break. Led by Chris Martin, drives right down the lane, kick to the corner. Edwards, three ball. Missed it. Put back dunk by David Rodding. Yowza! Yowza indeed. Brian Roth from Learfield IMG College. CSU a 78-65 road win at Air Force Saturday. Also Saturday, 7th-ranked San Diego State wins again at a jam-packed Viejas Arena. Matt Mitchell, love to Yanni, reverse layup, got it! And he was fouled! He falls backward onto the stanchion there underneath the backboard, but he's okay. What a quick play by the Aztecs. Ted Leitner on extra 13-60, Aztecs 19-0. They beat Nevada 68-55. Huge night for the New Zealander, Yanni Wetzel, 17 points, 16 rebounds. Your other Saturday finals, UNLV rolls 99-78 over New Mexico. Rebels 6-1 in conference, and Fresno State a 65-50 road win at Wyoming. Women's Hoops Saturday, Boise State wins at Utah State 65-59. Senior Brady Hodgins goes over 1,000 points for her career. And that's your Mountain West basketball update. I'm Nate. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric Franson, I.J. Salveson. Do you see what I'm saying, though? Like, what I just talked to you about off-air is he was, he was so... Like he he understands what where the fan base is, heads are right now, and he gets it. But I think at the same time, um, he he feels confident in where his team at and where he's at now. He's learned some things from that game. He's learned a lot of things after that game, and he's confident that they've made the right adjustments uh, to be able to go get a big one against Air Force tomorrow night. I think you're right in the questions about where this team is at and coaching reactions to what happened on Saturday. It, the proof is in what happens from here on out. Yes, yes. There you go. That's a great point. And honestly, if they win both their games this week, they should win both their games this week. You, you, I, don't know. I don't know that I'm necessarily yeah, I mean, are you like, sure? okay, it's settled. We're, we're, everything's back to normal. Are you sure? It, it might take a couple of weeks of winning again. Dude, but here's... Do you to know totally how, put everything in the back. I think that's true because you know how hard it is to win the Mountain West right now? There's San Diego State, somehow, miraculously, you and Elise standing up there too. Then there's just like a big load of glob. <laughs> yes. Right? I mean, because One real- game separates Nevada, New Mexico, Colorado State, Boise State, Air Force, and Utah State. See? One game. So really... I mean, as 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 dire straits as everybody's saying right now about where this, about where we sit right now in the Mountain West Conference, it's actually not as horrible as you think. Because you know what? It is really hard to win on the road. San Diego State had to hit a freaking dead-on straight tough three just to beat San Jose State, just to beat them. San Diego State, San Jose State's beaten three pretty quality good teams already. 
Boise State's got one. Uh, they've got a couple of big wins. New Mexico's falling apart. <laughs> Nevada's got a couple of wins on underneath their belt. Like it's just it's chaos, man. That's what it is. The Mountain West Conference right now is for Mountain West chaos. And it's a one bid league. And right it's now. a oh yeah. Well, it's gonna be a one bid league. You and LV might change that if they continue Maybe, the way that they're playing. Yeah. I don't think UNLV is going to be in the Mountain West Championship, though. I think Utah State's going to get them back here at their place. I think Utah State gets revenge but on that UNLV game. UNLV in the net rankings are 137. Oh, jeez. Oh, well. <laughs> hmm. so the Mountain West is a one-bid league. That's great. I- unless something happens unless in the tournament, somebody Diego knocks State. off San Diego State and wins yeah. the tournament. Watch. It's going to be freaking Air Force, too. Just watch. <laughs> Like the theme of the season is just going to take a crap when Air Wyoming. Beats. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, I do. <laughs> you never know. Uh, but you know, look, I walked out of here like I'm going to grill Coach Smith. We're going to get answers. We're going to get this. We're going to freaking understand why you blow an 18 point lead. And I walked out like you know, we're going to be all right. We're going to be okay. It's like uh, I don't know. I can't remember what movie it is where this guy, you know, everyone freaks out, and this guy. You know, it changes everybody's behavior by just spending time with them. And so, I think that's kind of the case here. Like, everyone's freaking out, and then we walk out, and we're like, hey, we're going to freaking win tomorrow. Let's go get it, boys. So, uh, they got to execute tomorrow. They got to play better than they did the first time, including rebounding. They've got to be better rebounding. Ked has got to be smarter. He, he, he cannot foul, Eric. He's got to be getting smart. his body in the right position. Man, he can't had, play defense with his hands. Of his six fouls, I'd say three or four of them were really stupid on his part. You get five in college, but oh, I know five, sorry, but three or four of them were really dumb. Yes, like on him too, and you got to be smarter about that. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll find out from there. All right, coming up next, Utah Jazz are in action tonight against Indiana Pacers. Uh, Jazz making some noise news today with uh, Royce O'Neal. We'll update you on what that is. And uh, Mike Connolly back in the mix. Good timing to have him back or potential for disaster. We'll update you on that. Coming up next on the Full Court Press. Hey, guys. Have you heard any good mattress ads lately? (laughs) This is Ryan at My Mattress. And we know it gets a little silly with all the mattress ads. Now, let me throw our hat in the ring by reiterating our first rule, our 30-day price guarantee. That includes online, going out of business, and yes, scratch and dent, code word for used, mattress sales at any time. Our second rule is our 60-day sleep guarantee. If you don't like it, switch it for one that you do. At My Mattress, we want you to buy here because you get the best deal here. My Mattress by the South Walmart. It's a new year. Time to think about you. Join Cubex Fitness today and pay only $15 per month with no contract and half-off initiation fees. Plus, receive two free body scans and nutritional guide. It's time to make new fitness goals with Cubex Fitness in your corner. Work out in comfort, without any concerns or distraction, at your own pace, without comparing yourself to others. Come and achieve your goals at Cubex Fitness, 920 North 2nd West, Logan. $75 cancellation fee at time of cancellation offer ends January 31st. A routine is a good thing to have. And sometimes, a routine is a good thing to break. Take a break with McDonald's one two three dollars menu. Get a tasty sausage McMuffin for a dollar and add any size coffee or soft drink like Dr. Pepper for a dollar more. Because if you don't deserve a morning that's a little easier and a lot tastier, who does? Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. 
This is Bruce Rigby from Cash Valley Bank. We're a community bank, and Cash Valley is important to us. That's why we continue to invest in downtown Logan with new expansion. Our mortgage department is moving into a newly remodeled bank building just north of the Tabernacle. We are also remodeling the historic Thatcher Bank building at Center and Main, and we have a very experienced lending team there. With our new Hiram and Smithfield branches, it's now more convenient than ever to bank with us. Growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Bogdanovich, right corner, takes a dribble to his left, fires the three switch. 21 in the first half for Boyan Bogdanovich. 61-45. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson, Utah Jazz, taking on the Indiana Pacers tonight. Good highlight tonight. choice, man. Boyan Bogdanovich playing really good basketball right now. He's been playing good basketball all season, hasn't he? He's he just has. been phenomenal. Hey, uh, taking on his former team, the Pacers. Tonight. Yeah, uh, it's a big one. Look, Indiana's a very good basketball team. This kind of starts that stretch that you were talking about uh, about a week and a half ago or so, about where the playoff team's really kind of starting to come into the you know, to the uh, rear view mirror here, or I guess into the front of the road, whatever it is. But uh, On the schedule? There you go. Thank you. I was just trying to think of a car <laughs> analogy or a car <laughs> metaphor. And like I said, rear view mirror, and I thought, oh, fetch. This isn't going to go right. <laughs> no, but you, over the next month, starting this week until the end of February, almost literally almost every single team that they play right now is a winning team or a playoff-bound team. Every one of them for 30 straight days. And Mike Connolly came back, joined the Jazz uh, this last uh, last game that they played, came off the bench, meaningful minutes. AJ, the question is, does he come in at the right time or does he disrupt what's been working well for the Jazz? Well, we're going to find out here in this stretch. You know, I don't think one game tells us a whole lot, but I think we're going to find out in the stretch. Everybody says that Mike Connolly fixes, you know, brings his team to another elite level. I haven't seen it yet. I really, honestly, in my personal mind, have not seen Mike Conley bring us the level that I expected it to be. So, if he wants to make that impact, it's going to be half. It's going to be half to have to start this week. And if it doesn't, then man, we wasted fifty-six something million dollars on it, and for what? I think that uh, am I being too impatient? No, well, I think the difference now is the team as a whole is different now. Uh, as well, without having him in the mix, so I think that the bench is more solidified. I think the the roles are more solidified. I think he comes in at the right time. Yes, it may be a little bit different to get used to him being in the mix now, where they haven't for the last twelve games or whatever. But uh, I think it's good timing to have Mike Connolly back in the mix. It's another ball handler late in the game. Somebody else that defenses have to pay attention to, and I think it's going to free up Donovan Mitchell. Uh yeah, uh, and the other thing, by the way, congratulations to Royce O'Neill. Four years, thirty-six million on his uh, new extension, so he gets paid and he's retained on the team. He was going to be in a restricted free agent after the year was over. Uh, so congrats to him. I, I like this. I like the extension. I think he's a key key component to this Jazz basketball team, and he's grown and matured a lot on the court. They're calling him a a, a premier three and D player. One of the best would, in the like league that. at uh, th- uh, he's hitting forty three percent of his catch and shoot looks. Is he really? Uh, and but he's also a great defensive player. See, I don't see him as perimeter. an offensive threat. That's crazy to hear numbers like I'm like, dude, he sucks offensively. But really, he's actually shooting quite well, better than James Harden is. Yeah, 
Uh, he's, uh, I think he's one of the fastest players on the roster. He's a good defender. He mm. doesn't always show up in a lot of stats because he's defending usually the, the best player on the other team. Yeah. And I think that's how the Utah Jazz have kind of moved to this next level. And uh, so good things happen for the Jazz. Big stretch of games starts tonight Huge. against Indiana. Huge. They're currently number four in the, excuse me, number five in the Eastern Conference at 28. Is that 15. at home? This game is in Salt Lake City okay. tonight. Okay. So we'll have it right here on the fan with pregame at 6.50, tip-off at 7. Have a great night, everybody.